we are live. We're live. Oh yeah, I got a notification. Yeah. I did not. Hello yeah, and not. welcome to another live episode of Rogues in the House. Is this another live episode of Rogues in the House? Have we had previous? I suppose we I, have. I don't believe. No, we yeah. did like we did like a ten minute thing at one point. Yeah, we that's had some. True, that's true. Yeah, some real weak sauce streams at a, at times that only half worked, right? Yeah. This one will also have only half work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I assure I you of that. Show up. I don't know. <laughs> I assure you of that fact. And we mean technically, and as far as our dynamic uh, interaction and discourse yes. goes. Yes. Yeah. Um, look at this. We got uh, you know a little bit of attention already here. Uh, I have no idea how to look at the the feed on this, so I guess we'll just kind of wing it as we go. Um, yeah, we could probably do that by mobile or something. Yeah, that's probably a good way to go. Um, but yeah. like, it's it's been a long time. It right? has been a it really long time. Life kind of kicked us in the pants, and it's still kicking us in the pants. Yeah, yeah, life's kind of kicking everyone in the pants. Yeah. Everyone in the pants. It's a little bit. Uh, pretty crazy days, obviously. Uh, <laughs> How are you guys? Just, yeah. How are you guys making during out? this dark hour? Yeah, d during this dark hour is when we heroes will return. That's right, and uh, fix nothing but potentially give you a, a, a an hour of distraction. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> not the heroes we deserve, but the heroes we need. The heroes that we aren't, but yeah, the these are not the heroes you're looking for. <laughs> I don't have uh, a spell ready. Okay, sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I had a couple. A couple popped up there for that, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, well, Matt and I are both teachers, and on Monday I'm delving into online, but I'm really not that stressed about it like my other um, coworkers. Um, I'm also like 20 years younger than most of my coworkers, you know how to operate, which I think might have a little bit of it. You know how to um, operate the internet, essentially? Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I can echo that point. There's a lot of uh, teachers feeling stressed about it, but I think it's just everyone needs to relax a little and realize that like we're all in a unique situation. We're all going to do our best, and uh, it's going to be all right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Be all right. You know? Yeah. So what do we got on so, tap? Well, uh, we decided to come back with um, an episode focusing on the villains of sword and sorcery and heroic fantasy. Um, because that's the sort of thing that we talk about on the mm -hmm. show. Um, yes, it is. You know, we dig into the, and we really try to dig deep into the bottom of that barrel and pull out the real gems, like uh, bargain know, barrel. Bargain yeah, we're not barrel. afraid to. We're not afraid to talk about Deathstalker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Around here, uh, Conan the Destroyer is a top shelf. That, that's film. right. Yeah, that's right. Just, just if you're tuning in, you got to realize that uh, you're not getting much. No, we have no crom damn shame about that. You're not getting much out of this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, depends what you're looking for now, doesn't right, it? Right, right. That's true. So we put this, um, we put the question out there um, to people, um, and we'll touch on that as well for some of the comments that people kind of put out. Um, but as is tradition on this show, we usually start off with a uh, look into the bizarre of the bizarre, the bazaar of the bizarre. Gold and then, dust. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Brought them. Gotta back. bring them all back. Yeah. Rogues in the house. Yeah. It all comes back today, right? <laughs> yeah, it all comes back to uh, <laughs> '90s wrestling. That's uh, right. So 
Uh, during this portion, we talk about things that uh, have caught our attention as far as genre fiction goes. Usually something to do uh, with sword and sorcery or heroic fantasy. Um, but, you know, sometimes we go outside of that realm. So, Logan, I know you have something. I do. Um, it's kind of weird. I actually shared it on our Facebook page, um, what, last night? Two nights ago, maybe? Mm -hmm. Whatever. I don't even know what day it is anymore. Time means nothing to me. This is true, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, at, like, midnight on April 1st in the morning, uh, Adult Swim aired this, like, surprise premiere show with Post Malone, who I've heard the name. I don't know any of the songs he does. It's I think he's a face. rapper. Yeah, yeah he does have like guy. barbed wire tattooed on his. Yeah, um, but Which is kind uh, of. I mean, he might. You know, that's yeah. I, I tattooed characters, uh, <laughs> uh, tattoo face characters. Post, Post Malone's actually super sword and sorcery. Pretty, he's pretty uh, metal. It's pretty <laughs> metal. That's actually his whole thing. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's he's metal. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're good. Uh, but uh, they they premiered an episode of Primal, which I know like everyone who watch or listens to us like loves. We loved it. We did a whole episode on the first five episodes of the show. Um, oh, it is not episode six. It is episode eight. Um, but it just like showed up out of the blue. No announcement. I actually oh. shared a link to the video. So Hang if on, you before you go seen on, it, just, yeah. just because I, I don't want to, uh, because I watched uh, the first few minutes and then it kind of dawned on me that like I don't know if I want to watch episode eight because. Solid. The last season yeah. left off on a pretty substantial cliffhanger. So, yeah, sure. I mean, that's the big question. So I don't, is, I don't, is there a dinosaur that we but, know and love in it? Or actually, don't, don't tell me. Answer. Don't even tell me. Not gonna, yeah. yeah, not gonna give Shouldn't any spoilers. Um, definitely not gonna give any spoilers. But uh, it is up there if you're interested. I don't, as a person, I don't care about spoilers. I actively seek out spoilers to movies because I like seeing how it all comes together. I'm probably weird in that because way. Because you're allergic but, like, to fun. You mean? Sure. No, I find it fun. I think it's great. Like uh, my friend French and I always talk about uh, Marvel spoilers because he always sees the movies before I get to see the movies. So I never go to the theater yeah, yeah. and I like to see it all come together. And that's cool for me. But yeah, spoilers you know. is actually in the sort of uh, uh, it's a very debatable thing. Like I get how some people don't care and some people really do and how some people think it's a crime to to spew them. So uh, it's a whole other topic. Well, again, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with, like, when, right? I mean, you don't spoil something a weekend. I think that's wrong. But, like, you know, if it's yeah, if it's been yeah. a little while, I think I think yeah. there's a, a moratorium on that stuff. And I, I told you guys my story about Avengers Endgame, didn't uh, I? I'm not sure. I did. I don't remember. Did, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame by now. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm like 20. Oh, okay. My daughter has now seen, since this break, more Marvel movies than I have. <laughs> And it's not that I don't like Marvel Alex, movies. It's just that I actually really like Marvel movies. I just, for some yeah. reason, I have like this mental block of like sitting down and watching those movies. It's too much. It's too much for me. I don't know. Just it's. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, man. Yeah, not, whatever. Uh, but anyway, tell your story. You're not going to hurt uh, my feelings. I, I realize I'm beyond spoiler help at this point. Beyond well, help. no, it's not. It's not that great. It's just um, a basically someone walked into the theater oh, 10 minutes yes, before a massive yes, yes. event occurred and they just basically mumbled it in a very sort of yeah. uh, it seemed like a very large wheezy uh knuckle dragging kind of person <laughs> who just uttered Disgusting. this in a monotone and i'm sitting with my brother and we 
we look at each other and we're like, did you hear that? It just like you take those yep. seconds to register. And yeah. like it was a weird moment of like, I'm going to spring out of this chair, hop over these rows, probably come to blows with somebody and be on the news because. Yeah. <laughs> and so thankfully I did not do that or we did not do that. Um, but like it just snapped something inside of That's me. That's pretty and, like, lame. It was kind uh, of like. It ruined my childhood in so my adulthood. This is lame as you can you know? get by just coming in and yeah, dropping the spoiler bomb. The That's worst the part kind that of bugged people. Me, is this guy felt sheltered enough that someone wasn't going to drop him for doing something like that? And I'm not advocating someone should do that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I, I had certain things working inside of me that it also to feels lash very out. against yeah. the Canadian yeah. code. Yeah, I agree. Like, we got a good stereotype going yeah. on here in Canada, and I don't want to... Win. That guy was probably an American. Uh, but... <laughs> American. Yeah. It was an American <laughs> spy <laughs> sent to ruin your movie. But I'm not... I listen. I, I will let Americans bash <laughs> Americans. I am not going to do it, because I'm a polite Canadian. <laughs> that was one of ours. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Logan Primal, you're... Uh, you're, you're yeah, no. I, awesome. I am psyched. Supposedly, it's supposed to come out later this year. Um, that means nothing because time again means nothing. Oh, but later this year, expect the next five episodes. Deep. Time, time means, yeah. especially now, time means even less than nothing. Yeah, my sleep schedule's off. My eating yep. schedule's yep. off. I don't even, yep. I don't even know. Yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's uh, unprecedented times, and I, I, you know. Take advantage of the of the the positive aspects is, is pretty much. So Noah yeah. Burt chimes in and says there there is psych research that shows that spoilers don't ruin enjoyment of media. So take that, you guys. It's yeah, justified. shows what you know. Justified. I don't care how you feel. I have research. <laughs> the science has backed it. You have no say. Hey, but listen, listen. I uh, I will always uh, bend my ear to science, but. Uh, you know, and, and and like I say, that is a whole other. It's a whole other topic. Like I think that there are. It, look, if the piece of art is good, right? It shouldn't matter whether you've known before. But in some cases, there are certain. Like if you look at something like um, Game of Thrones, and you're watching or reading the Red Wedding scene, and you didn't yeah, know what was going to yeah. happen, that scene is going to drop on you like a bomb, and it's going to have a different yes. impact. Yep, I feel. Well, science. Right? Science. Maybe disagrees. not. Maybe not better, but. Yeah, the earth is flat. So, Matt, do you have anything? Oh man, I got all kinds, but I'm just going to do one. Um, a little outside of the realm of sword and sorcery, but I would call it adjacent, uh, perhaps. Um, the new Doom, Doom Eternal. Has oh come yes, out. heard and, great uh, things about that. Yeah, it's listen, I I love Doom. For me, it is. It's actually. Yeah, I I will have to admit that I've been playing it on the easiest mode, and I don't normally, I don't normally. I, do I'm a that. big believer um, of that actually. Like for a grown person who doesn't have a lot of video game time, I, the, yeah. the concept of like failing and having to do things over and over again is over not fun. And over I just want to play again. the thing and be entertained and kind of call it a day. Um, I agree. Now, now you're going to get some gigantic neckbeard type who's going to come over and say, "Oh, get yes, good." But, so get you know what? G-I-T-G-U-D. To which I say, to which get I say, good. I am playing on this live stream gauntlet, and you will see I've put hundreds of hours of, into this game, and I still can't get good. So it's just not yeah. going to happen for me. Uh, it just, yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I really just do want to play to enjoy it. And listen, you're you're talking to a podcast. We had a conversation before of advocating that video games should be shorter. Okay, like we get it. We're like, I don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> my buddies were saying that like the Doom campaign is only 15 hours. I was like, 15 hours? I don't have. A, I can't. I can't. Right. I know. I used that. to. Yeah, fifteen hours I, is substantial. That's a sweet spot. That's a sweet spot for me. No I used to build little on. games yeah. that were like ten hours. I was like, oh, they didn't. It's not even done, you know. And like, I want something that like yeah. for every yeah. dollar I spend, I get an hour out of it. And now I'm like, please, just a ten hour game would be all I ask for. That's all I want. Yeah, that's definitely just aging. Yes, I was yeah. I was the same way. So, anyways, Doom Eternal is um, it's awesome. Um, I really liked the Doom 2016. I think it was. Um, yeah, I loved what they did with that. This is definitely like more roided up and just an absolute massacre ballet. Um, it feels really good. The combat, um, you get a real rhythm of switching weapons, blasting guys. You kind of have to use your, you've got to use multiple sort of functions to keep your armor, your health and your ammo up. So you're chainsawing and spraying people with fire and it's all glory kills yeah exactly and glory kills and it just it really does feel good that's fun visceral um it's good visceral fun yeah it is it and it you know for me that's kind of like the purity of a video game video games can be many different things but doom is sort of what i cut my teeth on a long time ago that's your that's Uh, your go-to huh yeah well Back in the day, yeah, I mean, Doom is among my favorite games of all time for sure. Oddly enough, I never really, I played it only a tiny bit on PC. I ended up having to play it on like PlayStation and Nintendo 64 and even mm-hmm. like Super Nintendo, which, you know, the the Doom purists would like <laughs> scoff and because they're like, nah, keyboard and mouse is a must. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. And it is better and you're right. But also, yeah, I'm right. having fun. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. I don't think it's better. It's, it's just matters. more accurate. You can shoot more accurately. I don't know I don't know if that yeah, equates to better. It's just uh, there's a there's a bit of scoffing of and purism about it. Yep. And, no, no, yeah. that's fine. As I get I play it. With fine. The, as I play with uh, the controller so, as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to keyboard and mouse. Uh, right? I don't know. I'm sure people, people do. People do. Uh, actually, the only way is yep. arcade stack because that's where it originated on. There's probably people that think uh, Diablo is best played with a keyboard and mouse, which I disagree so I, with I, but it's, as you know, it's originally a keyboard and mouse game, and then yeah, I played yeah. it. I played one yeah. and two on keyboard, and, and, click, and click, I will click, agree click, 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 that click. The, the move to uh, controller on that I think is just so much better, and and I totally yes. get why people don't feel that way, but they're wrong. Yeah, I don't know. The, the time <laughs> it's I, okay yeah, it's to okay be to wrong. be wrong, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to come find me, you'll just be putting yourself at risk for COVID. So don't 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 put the time in for that. Got the yeah. Rona. Yeah, got the. Did Rona. you have Hashtag. a uh, another? Oh, I could have grabbed that food up top there before I died. Oh well. Um, did you have another uh, bizarre the bizarre that you wanted to talk about quickly? Because I do I do have one too. I mean, of I, course, I thought about it and I have one. I I, I do, but I'll just mention. Uh, do you guys remember the video game Shadow of the Beast for like Sega Genesis? Yeah, yeah. So you you play this like, anyways. There's a there was a version that came out for play for PS4. I don't know if it's on other yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's but. like a side scroller kind of thing, right? Yeah, and it's like super violent and like yeah. kind of weird fantasy sword and planety mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, anyways, there was a version for like on PlayStation. I picked it up for a dollar ninety nine, and it was actually it's actually kind of rad, and I might go back to it. Nice. But that's Sweet. all. I'll, uh, 
I'm just throwing that out for our, yeah. our, our listenership. I might appreciate it. So Alex, what do you got? I have a, uh, it's very random, actually. Uh, I have a good buddy, uh, and this is what kind of a good buddy he is. He moved to Canada. So you know he's you know he's a good buddy, oh. right? Yeah, he done got out. Get out. <laughs> I've got I got a few friends that done got out. Um, yeah, yeah. Really? Yes, that's that for another, another podcast. podcast. And he uh, no longer <laughs> uh, had use for his Oculus Rift anymore. So he oh, yeah. he put in, in the mail, uh, Canadian mail, then to the U.S. good old U.S. of Postal Service. Uh, his Oculus Rift. So I am now rocking one of those, and I have not yet got uh, Blade and Sorcery. No, I've come very yeah, close a few times. I want to get Blade and Sorcery. Yeah, if you but, remember, we talked about this many, many moons ago yeah, about did. a sword and sorcery yeah. um, sort of fight game. I guess you're sort of uh, you got that that blade mm-hmm. in hand. Yeah, it's like it's sort of an arena combat. combat. It has really good reviews. And um, I'm all about it. I want to. I want to get it at some point, and um, maybe this is a good break to sort of do that in. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. That'd be kind of cool. I just want to take take the video where like you're super nauseated and just like <laughs> lying on the couch. Like, oh, someone it really. Took care I mean, of me. it really, really hits you. I tried to do a um, <laughs> a uh, like a. It's not like an X-wing game, but essentially it's a space exploration game, right? And you're flying around or like a space dogfighting game. And I turned my head, and like the lunch was oh. just coming up. But but I give it oh, to my yeah, daughter, oh. and I swear to God, this kid is gonna grow up with like the weird, like she's manipulating things in virtual reality, like she was born doing it. It's mm. just it seems like natural yeah. to her, which is so foreign to me because my wife and I we try it, and we're like fumbling around, looking like idiots. But you know, apparently she's gonna grow up in a world where virtual reality is a thing. And, you know, she just can do it. Yeah. So yeah. kind of crazy. I don't like, will will she though? I mean, they've been really pushing this uh, virtual reality thing for a long time. And like, even now, is it making uh, it then? Yeah, really? I don't know. Well, I don't want to so go many... like too far on the aside, but Half-Life I know. Alex came out and it's supposedly yeah. the best use yep. of VR yep. that anyone yeah. has I'm ever gonna, seen. I'm going to take so, a look at that at some point as well. Um and maybe maybe be good at that game. I'll get good there. I love the Half Life games. Um, yeah, they're totally. probably yeah some of my first PC games. Um, but. We have uh, Nola again asked, uh, "Did you ever play Wasteland or Wasteland Two? Has anyone ever played that? I've never played that. I I have played Wasteland, but like the old one. Like, are we talking like super old before Fallout? Yeah, I Wasteland. Think so. I think so. Yeah." I didn't know there was a sequel to it, but I did play the super old Wasteland. Um, it's like a turn-based RPG kind of thing. But. Yeah, those are like way back. Those are yeah. way back before, as far as I remember. Anyways, no, I but no, I haven't played them. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bad when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're new, yeah, definitely we're noobs. noobs. Yeah. I do know that Sega there's Genesis like updates. There's like a remakes. There's a Wasteland one and two that are supposed to be pretty cool, but I haven't played the new ones. My PC mm. can't run. It can barely run Skype. So, yeah, if it's on PC, yeah. it's just it's not going to happen yeah. for me. So, so should we yeah. crack into this? Or Before what? we do, yeah, Waltz dude, is asking for a live Arnold impersonation. Mm. <laughs> he believes that he he doesn't believe I do it for real, and that I cannot <laughs> do it live. I'm here. I'm in Canada, which is sort of like California, except not really at all like California. I've never been there, but I understand that there's all kinds of things there. 
uh, and things of that nature. And so uh, let's do it. Let's move on here to the podcast. <laughs> Come on, get pumped. It, it's on. so good because like most people can do a line or two, but you got the you gonna have to get the flow and the transition and you can just keep it going. Yeah, whole thing. That's right. You can't you can't jump into it. Uh, you know, you have to be subtle. I don't know if, I, if that's how Arnold would say subtle, but Have I said it that, that way. Have you seen that he has like a donkey or something in his house at all times? Yeah, man. He's got a, a donkey and a, a he's, man, <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> like, he is quite the character good. himself. Like, Makes no sense. Yeah. Come on. The best thing I've seen lately is when he was at Thanksgiving and he's giving out turkeys because I wanted to hear him say turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said turkey and now i want to hear him say panini <laughs> and if i don't hear him say panini sometime come on all right <laughs> thanks 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 all right oh, so, so good. topic for this evening is villains in sword and sorcery is that is that what we decided we were doing something cool like that it yeah. is all right it is what we decided yeah. And I mean, you know, we can maybe extend that to other uh genres of villainy i'm sure we will Wretched organically hive of yeah, so should we go on record perhaps and just kind of say our, our – I don't want to say favorite. I never like – my absolute favorite, um, but like maybe a, a few uh, choice cuts um, from each of us of our favorites. Oh, well, I'm going to go with Skeletor off yeah. the bat. Uh, yeah. I was glad somebody did. I didn't want to use – I wouldn't want to use up no, my I'm using. Skeletor. I'll use up mine because that's the kind of person uh, that I am. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> so good. So good. Um, he's probably one of the most incompetent villains of all time, but easily the most iconic and memorable. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Muscle-bound buffoon! (laughs) So, uh, Mark Hamill is going to play Skeletor in the new Netflix He-Man. I mean, that feels like inspired casting to me. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's excellent. I mean, his... Mark Hamill's Joker is the best arguably arguably the best joker so uh yeah okay skeletor and the thing i like about skeletor is that he's like a skull-faced villain but he's jack yeah he's like bodybuilder jack so Um, if you you imagine him i mean i actually i thought the live action skeletor was actually kind of awesome unironically if you check out the skeletor in that movie i like how you're ironically being unironic (laughs) (laughs) Wait, now yeah, I don't know. The two what? cancel out somehow. I just, I just think it would be hilarious if you had an actual huge roided up bodybuilder mm-hmm. playing Skeletor, uh, with all that you know blue blue skin, and like yeah, the skull the, face like, bodysuit. Yeah, like how absurd would that? I, look? Do you think that they would really go that way? No, they wouldn't. I'm saying that if like I was a they, film they producer should. and I had millions, if I had yes. billions of dollars that I could just buy what I wanted to and like right. that's the kind of weird stuff I'd do. Yeah, get a rip dude to play Skeletor. Yeah, I'd be like find, find him at a local gym be like, bro, you got the perfect you got the perfect frame for Skeletor. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, what? And I'd be like, bro, do you want to make a million dollars? Yeah. And and, and we'll just Darth Vader it and like yeah. put Mark Hamill's voice yeah. over it. <laughs> I'm gonna hire Luke Skywalker to yeah. do the voice. Dude, what? Yeah. Could you, could you get it. away with a more yeah. uh sorcery uh, Skeletor that's not jacked. Do you think you could do that? I think you could, right? Oh, yeah. still pull that off. Yeah, yeah you could. I mean, 
No, it's not necessary. It's yeah. just it's a it's a it's an echo from the eighties. Yeah, so that, like everybody in the eighties in, yeah. in that line of toys was jacked. Every every one of those characters ripped yeah. and well figured. Was, yeah, and I mean the yeah. reason was that they could do a single mold of a super jacked individual. No, they just had really good jacked. diets. Oh, that's a good point. I'd never thought about that for the yeah, toy it's... lines because He Man's just a big oh, long commercial. Didn't yeah. you ever watch um, uh, the, the toys that made us on Netflix? Oh, you should watch it. They, they kind of get into that a little bit. Yeah. Sure. There's a He-Man documentary on Amazon as well. God, yeah. what was it called? I talked about it on the show before, but worth watching. Uh, I think cool. it's uh, more more so, really it has to do with why they're jacked is the um, the protein on um, Etheria. Or Etern- Eternia. Sorry, I'm talking about right. she She Yeah. Eternia. Etheria. Yeah, I know. Etheria, no, no, Eternia. She-Rock, guys. Uh, is... is <laughs> Is really much, is much more rich, that. so they can't help but put on muscle, and that's my theory. They don't. They yeah. don't have a lot of. They don't have that's a lot right. of healthy got, fats. Gotta have the protein. <laughs> and you're not going to do anything. That's right. It's what you put. It's what um, you put, so what you put in your body, like, Arnold. Why would I give my body something it doesn't need? <laughs> so we're at like 20 minutes here, and we've, we've made it to Skeletor. All right, all right, all right, all right. Skeletor. All right. Classic. Um, classic go, rogues go. in the house. This is this is why we don't have my, shows is because I can't favorite. edit long episodes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite sword and sorcery villain, um, I think, is Carl Edward Wagner's Kane. Mm. I do not think he is a hero, especially in the novels. No, um, he is a villain, and he is always trying to take over the world or do something evil. It's just that someone else comes along and screws it up for him every time. Yeah, um, I think he's my favorite villain. Um, he's also like probably the f- most fleshed out sword and sorcery villain that I can think of. Um, we talked a little bit earlier on the messenger that a lot of Conan's villains aren't like super realized characters. Like they some, kind of some definitely, them. some yeah, some, definitely some are. are. Yeah, um, but but some not so much. But Kane has stories and novels fleshing out who he is and he is like 90% of the time always trying to do bad Mm -hmm. um, just gets foiled along the way. Yeah. And there's something that's really interesting about Kane to me is that in, in in a lot of the stories, he's not even really the protagonist, right? There's other people who are kind of front and center and he, you're right. The idea of that he's being foiled, right? He's not this, uh, he's not always winning the day. He's not, he's not uh, reaching his goals. But for some reason, that's what's cool about him. And you, and you get the sense also he's immortal, so it's over different time periods. Um, yeah, Kane, I definitely took a lot of inspiration uh, from him for one of my characters. And actually, I would yeah. say I'm more so inspired by that character than I am uh, as far as it coming out in the wash. Um, more so Kane than, than other things like Conan. I do want to say Dan Williamson says Olgerd Vladislav is his favorite. Um, I love Olgerd. I especially love the artwork in the Bloody Crown of Conan. There's this this beautiful piece where Conan's like slumped in a chair and Olgerd is like also. It's super good. That's in my top top three uh, favorite pieces of Conan art for sure by Gary Gary Gianni. Yes. so, yeah, I agree totally. And, like, Conan snaps his arm and leaves him in the desert. That's that guy, right? Yeah, that's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that <laughs> makes Conan take himself down off the cross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I love that. To I need prove to... he's good enough to be in his bandit gang. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was great. 
Great yeah, stuff. Good stuff. And that's an interesting story because Conan's not really the main character in that story. Mm-hmm. He plays mm-hmm. a big part, but it's that other soldier who I can't even remember his name. But yeah. um, Who else you got? Throw out another one. Matt, you got another one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely have my what picks. About, what about Thulsa Doom? So, I mean, a lot of people are going to come up with Thulsa Doom, I think. Of course. Yeah, and I, I would I would actually say that if I was going to choose my favorite sword and sorcery villain, um, I mean, I, I've got to choose what has impacted me the most. I mean, honestly, I would say that um, Wagner's Kane is probably most influential on, like, the things that I write, but... Thulsa Doom from Conan the Barbarian 82. Um, that would be my favorite sword and sorcery. Do you film. like that? Just something. No, no, not at all. Yeah, and I do. I, I mean, I love that movie, but I also love The Destroyer, yeah. so you can't really yeah, take yeah, my opinion. It's not, uh, worth, it's not worth a lot. <laughs> and like Thulsa Doom and the Cole stories, though, is not even like no, right, similar. Yeah. He's wanna, almost like how I want to touch on that for about a second. Him. Yeah, yeah, exactly did he howard abandoned that that sketch right and like i've often seen um i've often seen people on social media or whatever um complain that oh well thulsa doom they just took him from call and like ruined him or changed him i'm like dudes there's nothing to ruin that character in conan 82 so far eclipsed the tiny sketch of one that you got in the cat in the skull or del carde's cat yeah. It like it's not even he's almost not worth mentioning. Right. Now he shows up at the very end, says yeah. and then but, like, but he's super cool because he's like this OG skull faced yeah. villain. Like there's yeah. uh, there's an aesthetic piece to that that is undeniable. So uh like and even where I was working with Monolith and we managed to uh negotiate well, not even negotiate, we were just cabinet was awesome and offered us up to use the um the cull pieces. Um, I was like, of course I'm going to make a Thulsa doom miniature. Like I'm didn't, I didn't sculpt it. Uh, <laughs> You're a good artist though. I have no, but <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, I'm a tourist, an art tourist. Um, no, but, uh, like that's one of the things I obviously want to see. And then it's going to be fun to do like some minor pastiching, right. To sort of mm-hmm. flesh that out a bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, I, I like the sculpt a lot. It's very like, it's weird. Right? It's weird. It's a weird sculpt. It actually reminds me. This sounds. This is going to be really off for some people, but he guess he's got that big weird dress, and it looks all decrepit and strange. Yeah, it reminds me of Miss Havisham from or uh, uh, D- uh, Dickens. Um, oh my God, the famous, the most like, famous Charles Dickens uh, I'll, piece. I'll, um, Tale of Two Cities. No, no, like Fagin. Are you talking like Fagin from? Um... No, God! Oh, uh, oh God! Tip of the yeah, tongue know, and was, the teeth. Guys, never. I know. To talk this, about I got to get my on right head show. on. Um, Someone's going to correct us. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't see me throwing no, Charles no. Dickens down there. You didn't. You didn't expect to hear about the Dickensian aspect. Not, you're not you? talking about Fagin with the one anyway. with the, the the kids, the little uh, the, the little thief. <sighs> I don't. David oh, Copperfield. It's not no, Oliver, it's not, not Copperfield either. No, God damn it. The other, it. One. The it's other, the other one. kid. Lisa, may I have another? Uh, yes, sir. It's not another. Tale of Two Cities, Christmas Carol. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is, this is exactly oh, no, why man. we have a chat. Anyone? <laughs> this is exactly why we're not if anyone a good knows, this podcast. Anyone, anyone yeah. help us, help us. <laughs> uh, 
Well, here, here's what's here's what's hanging me up is in university I had to read Our Mutual Friend, which was like this god awfully long Charles Dickens piece, because Charles Dickens was obviously he was getting paid yes. to serial publish, yeah, and making mad cash, so he was just putting out these bloated behemoths. Anyways, Miss Havisham's this old lady who like lives in a house. She's like a shut in and like anyway. So for whatever reason, Felsa Doom that sculpt brought up images of Miss Havisham. And there's someone out there who's read this story I'm talking about, and they're like, oh, yeah, interesting. Or this guy's stupid, and this podcast is weird. Probably I'm shutting it off. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, James Earl Jones's um, Thalsa Doom, uh, I think, elevated the movie in a big way. I mean, yeah. James Earl Jones is an awesome villain. He's an awesome voice. But, like, you know, the sense that he was this, from this weird lost race, he was a timeless threat. Um I don't know. You just, you believed him. He didn't have tons of screen time. He didn't have Great tons of lines, but that was the, that was the answer. Thank you. Uh, Dan, you're one. a winner. There you go. No, normally Thanks, we Dan. edit stuff like Which that. <laughs> yeah. Is it Dan Morick? Yeah, it is. Uh, normally we Dan edit Morick. that stuff out. So yeah. we look smart, but there's no fooling everyone. We're, <laughs> we yeah. are idiot. We are yeah. dumb. We're live. So, uh, okay. So, I mean, those, Alex, what's, you, you said Skeletor. So, uh, should we go to, s- yeah. So, I was, I, I was, something else. oh, go I ahead. No, no, no. The, oh, go, sorry, go, go. Alex, go ahead. Okay. Um, so just to add the Thulsa Doom, um, I think that what was super impactful for me in the 82 movie was that he was so calm and collected the mm. entire movie. He only like breaks into anger once, maybe twice. Only a little. Just, yeah and only a little bit yeah it's just like but he's so reserved and like i like mm-hmm. villains like that who don't just go nick cage on everything well i do adore nick cage right um, and but, i think i think uh that's really the fact that his performance was so sort of um calm and he doesn't lose and he doesn't pop off is like that to me is what a man who is an immortal or who has lived many yeah, ages yeah. would be like right at a certain point, you're not you're not laughing yeah. at. You're just you got to be comfortable in your own skin, or you'd go mad. Yeah, and maybe he did a little, but the end product is somebody who is, you know, kind of uh, calm. Maybe that's even calm, like a yeah, slithering you know, snake. Got, uh, he's got snake yeah, mode yeah. to rely on. So yeah, yeah, he's like slowly shedding that skin, bro, <laughs> to something else. Right. I'm crossing Jake? over this. Jason Walt says Vizzini. Oh, from that's a good Bride. one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's been Prince a long time. Ago, one. Inconceivable. Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> Humperdinck. That was Logan's. That was Logan's impression for the day. Yeah. Humperdinck. 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 <laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch that, that film. That's been it's a, a good, it's a good movie. I saw it in the theater. Our, our local theater had um like a replaying of it as a special on a weekend, and I went there and watched it. It was good to see on like a big screen. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually it's it's always a treat to see a a film that you should not have seen mm-hmm. on the big yeah. screen on the big screen for sure. Yeah, for speaking sure. of which, that ties into um, my one of my other ones. So I I would like to uh, highlight Bad Morta from Willow, <laughs> uh, who who is one of like... she's uh, so first of all I'm getting the ladies in on this one, uh, which is which is just very awesome of me, um, but. She's one of the best uh, sorceress. Like she like has like grade A sorceress material right there. She's got like the the stone slab, the prophecy. She's got everything going on, and and she's got yeah, her general fair. as well. 
which is also another great bad yeah. guy, General Kale, of course. You you just wanted to talk yes, with General Kale. A, no, no, it, that whole movie <laughs> is just a plus. And if you have Disney, if you have Disney yeah. Plus along with that A plus, uh, you you get that mm-hmm. movie for free. Well, and it seems like there's a real traction on uh, actually getting a uh, a, a sequel to Disney Plus. It's uh, they've they've shared production pictures. Well, sorry, pictures that show yeah, that it's in production. Awesome. You know, enough that it's an obvious tease. Yeah, man, I'd be down for that. I don't care. I don't care what I have anyone to watch says. the movie again. I haven't I haven't seen it in so long since I was like a kid. I just remember like the elephant seal two headed dragon thing. It still holds. I've I own I own it yeah, and some... I watched it on Disney Plus and I, I don't know. To me, it still holds. It's really good. Yes, sure. some argue it aged poorly, but I watched it a few years ago, and I mean Val Kilmer's performance as <laughs> Mad Mardigan awesome. alone. Yeah, Val he's Kilmer's awesome, man. He's he's as good. Uh, he's as good as I, I lo- Oh yes, totally, totally. And I love the "You are great," and then he slips. <laughs> <laughs> you are great. Oh man. So while we're on the topic of like classic movie villains that are sword and sorcery, um, I remember watching Excalibur with my mm-hmm. dad as a kid oh, yeah. and Mordred with, with the gold oh, mask. Yeah. yeah. Like creeped yeah. me out. Like I don't know if he's like I don't remember much else about that movie yep. except that. And like his um his creepiness really stuck with me. Yeah, and then Mordred, uh Jude Law as Mordred in uh King Arthur Way of the Sword. <laughs> like I hate that movie so much. Ah, uh, there's so much man, that movie oh. had that movie had possibilities, but it no. it died. No, it did. It did. There were things that almost worked uh, about it. Okay. Soundtrack's great. Anyways, I, I think what what's an element uh, of of a good villain, right? Like I, I mentioned uh Bab Morda and like the thing about her to me is that she's got that whole prophecy hanging over her head. Right. So, what mm-hmm. other what other kind of qualities do you need to have to be that uh, amazing cliche kind of villain? So, yeah. Um, well, I'll let you guys go first. I'm actually going to look up uh, something that somebody said on right, well, Logan here. You go because I just said so, something. Yeah. Um, I I know that we've talked about my my taste in literature um, a few times, and I know a lot of people won't agree with me. Um, in general, uh, cause I, I'm not like, I don't read for character, but my favorite villains and like sword and sorcery are always weird. Like mm-hmm. my favorite Conan one is Kasaltra Kell from devil and iron because he's like an alien in an iron statue. And I think that's fascinating. Um, that's a good villain, mm-hmm. um, to me mm-hmm. cause it's cool. Um, I also really like Thack. Who doesn't like Thack, the man ape, where trying to wear clothes, pretending he's a person? <laughs> yeah, like, I that's love that. Weird. That's good stuff. I also really like um, Salome, from which she'll be born, um, because she's messed up. Like Howard hints at some really weird stuff she does behind the scenes, mm. and I kind of like that creeping feeling I get when mm. I read that stuff. Um, so that's what I look for in like a bad guy. Yeah, similarly, uh, oh, Zuthal of the Dusk. What's the what's the villainous's name in that one? Natla, or no, Natla's the girl. Yeah. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, we're, we're, out of, we're out of a game. Uh, of our game, guys. No, yeah, yeah I mean, it's been you know, it's been, it's, <laughs> the world's in shambles, <laughs> Alex. We're trying to, we're trying to stay collected here. <laughs> um, I will just add that somebody. Oh, Thalus. oh yeah, that's right, Thalus. Thalus, that's yeah. it. Thank you, yeah. thank you. 
Yeah, um, Thallus is... she's, like, got a weird dominatrix kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, but she, you get the sense that she's, like, super strong and stuff, too. Like, she's somewhat yeah. superhuman, he almost hints at. Um, I read... I was I actually painted a miniature a couple weeks ago, which was kind of a weird treat nice. that I hadn't done in a while. Um, and I listened to that story, um, and I just... I remember thinking, like, damn, this story is rock solid. It's not... I don't often... I don't think of it as, like, one of my favorites, but... It was uh, it was good. It's very good. Um, I just wanted to go back to Thack for a second because that's yeah. one of Thack and um, Bale Pitor. Um, He's a good one. He's interesting. Those, those are those are the two that sort of made me cling on to Conan. Uh, that made it kind of an obsession. After having read those two stories, something about the conjuring of those characters just made me realize that all other fantasy is inferior. <laughs> I know that sounds strange, but like the scene with Conan and Bale and the neck breaking, that's my favorite scene in any Conan story, period. Yeah, you talk about that one a lot, especially when you did the redesign or were involved in the redesign of that miniature. Oh, dude, when, when I was given the keys to the kingdom to decide what miniatures needed to be made for that Conan game, <laughs> you better believe <laughs> that's it, awesome. putting that on the list. And so... Yeah, man. Like I, I love that scene. The I just, just, just a tiny bit of backstory. His whole deal is he was bred from birth to break necks. Yeah, in like a temple. Like in, that is yeah. so, so rad. And and it's the kind of thing that like I will never possibly come up with something that cool. And and a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of writers and and creative types out there who are like yeah I guess that's cool. But like no, it's that's so awesome. goddamn cool. It's so much better than anything you're ever gonna come up with. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, so just slow down. So I'm, I'm going to hit the chat for a second. <laughs> so, if that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. But before you, before you, oh, no, okay, no, you go ahead. Something right now? Just close your thought. Well, um, in the grim, dark fiction readers and writers group, which is an awesome group, by the way, I love it. Um, you don't have to love grim, dark. Um, you will find people in there who just actually are really big genre enthusiasts and it's an awesome community. Um, Jason Leonard said personal, he said personally in regards to villains, I don't like absolutes. I like my villains and protagonists to be at least somewhat morally ambiguous. Um, and I brought that Sounds up. Very grim, dark. Yeah. Well, I mean, grim, dark is a lot of, yeah, you're, you're trying yeah. to separate, uh, well, you're not actually, you're just only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. I, I tell that to yeah, my kids in the yeah. classroom sometimes. I said that at work, actually. The yeah. Other day. <laughs> well, in so, some of the other names that got brought up, uh, Logan, did you read the first law? I did. So Glockta, the yeah. uh, the Inquisitor. I yeah. Like, I, I had brought up that I thought like he he's one of my favorite villains, right? And I I love that Joe Abercrombie series. Um, but then they kind of brought up the fact that, like, hmm, a villain. I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree. But Bayaz is the villain, right? Yeah, Bayaz is that not, sort of. I, I never thought of Glotka as a villain. I figured he was yeah, just doing he, his job. Well, he's just—he's a real, like, he's a dark, cruel guy. And but he's also had cruel. Like, he's a guy who was pure vanity, who was then essentially chopped down in his prime, made a yeah. husk of himself, and then becomes a torturer. And then becomes this one of the more powerful people in the kingdom. Yeah. But uh, he gets the girl in the end and gets his face fixed. He, he does and he gets – but he's he's also super witty and like yeah, clever. Yeah, he's funny. He's, he's, he's highly likable but like 
definitely murdery. <laughs> but yeah, Baez, he's definitely murdery. But yeah. Baez in that story, he's he's almost like you think he's sort of like a Gandalf or like the um, the altruistic wizard, and then by the end of the story, you realize, oh, geez, no, he's not. He's a he's a symbol of corrupting power and power corrupting yeah. absolutely. Anyways, uh, that was our our our. Our foray into grimdark for a minute. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to, as soon as I stop dying on this uh, thing. I'm going to go back to the chat. But uh, the one that I wanted to comment on that piqued my interest, uh, Waltz uh, brought up the uh, the lady from the Black Company, which I don't think you guys have read uh, the Black Company. Yeah, I've never read the Black um, Company. No, sadly and embarrassingly, I have it on my shelf. So I know it's the, highly influential. Yeah, the, fir- on, the first book read, but... is I I love. I have always loved. The second book, I still can't mm-hmm. get through. It's just for some reason it doesn't grip me. Um, but but she mm-hmm. she's awesome, yeah. And I think there that there's always been talks about that going into uh, production, and I don't know if it actually has or if it has not. Um, but I would love to see who they would cast for that. Yeah, I think I heard that like Eliza Eliza Dushku, whatever her name is, she was in like yeah. Buffy and stuff. She yeah. was attached cool. to it. Uh, she was like helping develop it. That was years oh, ago, yeah, though, so, so I don't know what happened with that. But yes, I would I would definitely uh, consider her a good villain. And I don't have uh, quite the the full complement of the books to to know how how nasty she gets. But uh, I definitely I definitely like her in, in the one that I do know. Uh, what else do we have? Mm-hmm. We have Nola, uh, Escape from New York, Sword of Sword and Sorcery movie. Yes. Do you consider Escape from New York a Sword what? and Sorcery movie? Yes. Oh, huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Oh man, I love Escape from New York. Interesting. I like yep. those movies a lot, but uh, es- well, I actually, don't know if I would call it sword and sorcery because there's no actual y- magic. It's definitely yes. weird. Well, I think I think what they're suggesting is that like if you reskinned it, could sure. you reskin? I think you could. If yeah, you a king, did. a king is is in this uh, forsaken land that is. Listen, I, I will tell you straight up, I'm actually working on a story right now that is very much, uh, I've ripped some things off from Escape from New York uh, and put it in a sword and sorcery context. So The real question is, though, did you take the basketball scene from Escape to L.A.? <laughs> no, but I did I did put the surfing scene in. All right. Okay. No, I did not. I did not. But there are dinosaurs. There are dinosaurs. So Dinosaurs are always good. Uh, yeah, I mean – Think about it, though, and I didn't, sorry, just for the record, I didn't rip it off in the sense that, like, the king is put to the exiled land and only one man can save him. <laughs> Serpent Liskin. Uh, yeah, no. there you go. But, but I think I think you, that's an awesome plot for a sword and sorcery story. Yeah, totally. Especially no, if you, I, it's weird. It's pulpy. I mean, that yeah. was John Carpenter's thing. Like, yeah, God, I love I, John Carpenter. I feel like they live could be a sword and sorcery thing if you switch it around. So could the thing in Big Trouble oh, Little China? You just like those yeah. are all like if you reskinned Let's it, that's just what it moment. is. Let's that's stop for a, a moment and talk about Big Trouble Little China because yeah, we're gonna do an so episode on that. You want to talk day. about yeah. good villains? That that movie is rich with between Lopan and essentially uh, Thunder, who is basically Raiden. Uh, the bad version of Raiden. Yeah, yes, yeah. Big hat, yeah. bigger. Oh hat. my god, that movie. That movie's got it all. He's got seven of and, um, Jason Listen, said, "Man, John Carpenter and Kurt yeah, Russell." Jason said in in chat, uh, "Sword and Sorcery does not necessarily have." Um, I'm not looking at the chat at the moment. Maybe you guys can. 
but really, I think maybe he said memorable or maybe colorful uh, villains. What do you mm-hmm. char- charismatic? Does, is that what is that what was said? Chat. Yeah, someone did mention charismatic, and I do I do think that's a, that's a part of what makes them memorable is the charisma. Yeah. So it's not so much about they ha- they don't have to necessarily have a rich backstory. You just have to want to hate them right. or hate them and yeah. love them at the same time. Like there yeah. needs to be some level of being colorful, though. I've always thought. Yeah, I think something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something outlandish, mm-hmm. something colorful, or ridiculous yeah. plot. Which is why, which is why you yeah, know I, I Bond think... villains, right? That's a big thing. Is usually right. they're very, very yeah. colorful. Yeah, it's... Yes, yeah, pulp, think, very pulpy. Yeah, exactly. They have, have, they have to have some pulpy. kind of a hook. That's that's really what it is for me. There has to be a hook, uh, something that's going to stick them in your memory, right? So, what else do we have? Uh, what else? While do we we're have? on this, I gotta say I've never been a fan of Th- uh, uh, Thothamon being a recurring character in Conan's life. I oh, know no, Marvel needed one, um, but I never got the sense that Conan was his rival. Like Phoenix on the sword, yeah. just a happenstance thing. And then the old Marvel comics, as good as they were, um, took it to a whole other level where he's basically Conan's Skeletor. And I'm not on board with that idea. In a comic, you well, need that, though. Okay. I know. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I get, get the it. allure in a comic. And, and But to be honest, I mean, Howard did put those breadcrumbs there. And it's almost – it's just really strange that he – he didn't quite go for it. Like he put Tothamon and we put him in one story and then mentioned him in two others. I think the idea was that the black ring, which he belonged to was a big player in the Hyborian age. At least that's what right. I got out of it. Yeah. Um, but Tothamon, like he was in uh, Phoenix and then he's mentioned in God in the bowl. And then yeah, I he tries to kill he's mentioned in priest. hour of the dragon as well. Anyways, it's weird because like possibly, even with um, like back to Thulsa Doom with Call toward the end, Howard's you know getting, you know he's getting finished writing those stories. He puts in this idea that I think he even uses the word nemesis that Thulsa Doom is Call's nemesis. Yeah, right. And you get the sense that, that it's yeah. going to be this reoccurring villain, even though we never it, ever see him, and Cole forgot about him. <laughs> right. So it doesn't. Yeah. There's a few things in that story where I'm like, Call, how dumb are you? <laughs> yeah. That's not. It's a promising setup, but it is not a good story, in my opinion. No, no it's not. It's but there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of cool sword and sorcery parts. There like is. the idea where he goes into the lake and it's like four armed shark man. Yeah, there's and yeah. there's like villain of the week like yeah. four times in <laughs> yes. one story in yeah. one scene. Anyways, um, but but Howard sort of sets up this idea that Thulsa Doom might be a reoccurring villain, and then in Conan he does the same thing with Tothamon, but doesn't quite explore it. You know, yeah. I, I always found that I find that strange that like little wonder comic writers were like, "Oh my god, look at these kernels! Let's explore this." Yeah, I, like I get it. I just I never saw it. I guess it never hooked me. Yeah, that's um, fair. But I do prefer the design in the Dark Horse comics over the Ram Horns, though. You don't like the Ram Horns, eh? Eh. I mean, I'm. Eh. Eh, I, I I I would agree that I like the Dark Horse, uh, the big. Uh, conical hat almost the egyptian style stuff yeah yeah i'm sure there's a name for that type of uh headwear that i don't know yeah um but yeah i, I don't know i kind of like the hokey horns sure yeah it's got its place i like hokey stuff too just 
yeah. I take yeah. McConan seriously. <laughs> Probably seriously for some. That being said, um, since we have Cameron, we're live. I am reading The Treasure of hey. Python by John nice. Maddox Roberts, and it's nice. actually really good. Um, John Maddox Roberts, uh, the, the couple I've read from him were actually pretty good. I think I read yeah. three from him. They weren't bad. He doesn't try an A-powered style. Um, this is very clearly um, King Solomon's mine. That's the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, he just changed it. Um, the skin, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I dig that. Um, but yeah. Sure. They should uh, do a Conan story based on Escape from New York. That'd be a sweet idea. Yeah. Yeah. There Who's you doing go. that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a, I'm going to write a scenario for the Monolith game. Do it, dude. Yeah, do it. Yeah, that's no. good. Uh, we'll see. Um, we did get some comments on our Facebook postings about this. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. want to go into some of those? Yeah, I think we should. So the very first one I see here on my list, I think is the one that popped up. Um, it does say, so many of the early sword and sorcery villains were thinly veiled racist stereotypes. How do you reconcile that with a modern thinking audience? Um, I don't have the name of the person who posted that on hand. Unfortunately. Uh, I won't share just in case he doesn't. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, that's fair. He's from, uh, he's actually a guy who lives locally. Um, So, yeah, okay, interesting topic. I mean, listen, we've talked about this before, the idea that certain um, depictions in these older stories definitely have some uncomfortable scenes and some uncomfortable passages. Um, And the reconciling, I mean, that is actually somewhat of a struggle in the sense that, like, it is somewhat hard to really love something. And then you read a particular passage where you're like, Ooh, that's an uncomfortable thing to read. Yeah. Um, I would say that even still, I, I tend to find that Howard has a, as much as you will find those uncomfortable passages, you will also find, um, you'll find some balance there too, right? It's he's, not that I think he's fairly even handed for his time, not as even handed as he could be. Sure. But, it's not as terrible as some of the things that like Lovecraft wrote, right. for example. Oh God, no! Who I also no. adore Lovecraft. Um, same thing, same thing. But Robert right. E. Howard was. Yeah. Well, not my, that my spiel on the whole thing has always been: you have to take these in the context of the t- the period that of which they were written, right? And and yeah, it, it's only th- fair. I think it's only fair. And that, yes. that said, you don't necessarily give it a pass, and there are always going to be things that are no. cringeworthy. Um, however, you mm-hmm. know, you have to sort of separate the, the, the period a little bit. And I think in terms of reconciling it, right. I mean, that's what the, the modern push on the, on the genre and any of these genres for that matter is right. They, they, they find ways mm-hmm. to tell these stories and not have that problem anymore. So, you know, that's me. I think going forward, you get right. rid of and, it and, and, and authors and that handle it. Right. Yeah. And in some ways, you even you end up commenting on it slyly um, in certain ways. I would say, though, and I don't I really don't want to go down this road too much. Cause it's not it's not the topic of the podcast, but sure. Uh, or I mean, this episode, it's not something I would shy away from talking about, but I'd rather do a little more homework with some more examples um, before I dive right in. Um, but I would say Lovecraft's he seemed a little more even beyond his time period um, of his feelings yes. of xenophobia. They were, they were pretty, yeah. pretty intense, but I mean, Howard, you also get all kinds of characters, you know, in one story they may be depicted um, 
as, you know, just uncomfortable sort of villainous because of the color of their skin, right? Whereas others, you have a character who is very much a good heroic character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you do get, you do get more of a balance there. Um, and I mean, even when you think about things like picks, if you're saying, if you're thinking so much like, oh, they're, they're, they're essentially, um, they're native Americans. Yeah. Yeah. But Those in are some, frontier stories, like. right? But you get some stories where the Picts do seem like bloodthirsty, right? These yeah. sort of uncomfortable depictions, eh, no pun intended. Um, but you you will also see you'll see the Picts over time, right? Throughout Howard's various stories, where they're not bloodthirsty and they're far more, um, you know, they're they're not they're not just a, a villain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like in Call's time, they're Cull's. like, yeah, because yeah, Bran McMorn is a descendant in Howard's timeline. Yeah, and right? the picks in so... and the picks in Bran are even more devolved than they were in Conan's time. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, certainly that's a that is a topic. And I mean, if you look at it, a lot of like old pulp cinema where you have, you know, actors playing characters of another race with some shellac on their face like that's yeah that's that's never going to be comfortable to look at through a modern lens right um and i think it comes down to the individual deciding like is this something you're you know can you not throw the baby out with the bathwater? and i don't know if that's i don't know if that's yeah. a terribly insensitive way to look at it but i think it's a personal choice um and i think that you got to kind of take a bit of a scholarly look at things and take it from a period of time in the context and then you have to decide as an individual, right? Yeah, pretty Anyways, much. That's my very long winded, uh, no. <laughs> way around and, that. And even then, like, I guess upon initial readings of the Conan stories, um, Mayors of Zambula pops out, but that's still one of my favorites. I, I know there's some mm-hmm. pretty poorly stereotyped, um, care, like the, the man eaters, right? That's, yeah. that's a stereotype from back in the day. Sure. Um, which has appeared since like the 1800s. Yeah, that you're gonna find that same stereotype appears in H. Ryder Haggard, um, and which is Arthur, like popular. Arthur, Arthur Conan Doyle as yeah, well. Yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, um, that's a really popular stereotype that carried on. Um, yeah. But the one that really that that I just it's probably Howard's worst story in my opinion. But it's uh, Veil of Lost Women. Yeah, it's it's barely a story as it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that one's that one's very cringeworthy. But other yeah, than that, like looking at it, just like Matt said, it's part of the time um, today where we think differently. And that's OK. That's probably good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and, art is art and it stays that way. It's worth thinking about. And the access to information is a lot different, too. Right. Back in the day, you might have like Howard had access to a particular library, as I understand it. And he's. Yeah. He's only that's why a lot of his history is weirdly inconsistent as far as I understand as well. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, it's not it's not to excuse things. It's just um, you got to you got to give right. it a context, I guess, is yeah, the, fair, is is the fairest is. way to put it. Can I yeah. put us back on uh, so, another villain that we didn't talk about? So this, oh, this yeah. is a little bit of a stretch, but I think you'll you'll agree. Uh, Molaram mm-hmm. from Temple of Doom, not Sword and sorcery, oh, yeah. but one of the most yeah. one of Call yeah one of the most sword and sorcery non sword and sorcery movies you can. Get. Oh him, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I think you'll find major crossover between fans of Sword and Sorcery and Indiana Jones. I think, (laughs) again, another thing that you could reskin and make a Sword and Sorcery movie easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Molar Rom's a good one. Actually, Temple of Doom is my favorite of the Indiana Jones. Um, that is so, so classic of you. Is, <laughs> yeah, I, I love is, Temple of Doom. It's so good. Much of a Logan statement as ever. <laughs> it's amazing. Hey, I also like Four. It's my least favorite, but I have watched it more than once on that purpose. Funny. But, so, so no, the yeah, that one's terrible. But um, Lost Ark. I mean, what, <laughs> who are you? Yeah. So matter of fact, I don't know. Lost Ark and Last Crusade, or like, know. what? What's wrong with you? Uh, Last Crusade is my second favorite. It's close. Um, then Raiders. Then, uh, then uh, you're, you're Crystal an amazing Skull, person. But you know, <laughs> I am an amazing person. Matt just goes silent for the Indiana <laughs> portion. You don't like Indiana Jones at all? I don't not oh. like it. I just oh. it, it never. I didn't oh, get romantic okay. with it. No. I, I think it's. Watching... I think it's good. I think it's cool. Love Harrison Ford and other movies. Um, it just never. I didn't. Like when I saw it as a kid, I wasn't I wasn't drawn in as I was with like Conan and Star Wars and stuff and aliens and all just that. Like my fiance, she was like, I was watching Raiders the other day because it's on Netflix, and she was like, I never really liked Indiana Jones, and I was like, why? And she's like, it takes a special kind of nerd to I, like Indiana Jones, just walks into the kitchen. I, I, I don't get that. That is like, it's... She, I don't know. She yeah, might not right? be wrong. She still can't explain it, but whatever. She's entitled to her opinion. <laughs> In the age of Star Wars, Indiana Jones is more niche. Yeah, okay, I can, yeah, I can that's probably buy that. Yeah. that. That's how yeah. I would. That's how I would she argue. She does that. love Star Wars. She likes the Star Wars movies a lot. Like, uh, it's the only movie I used to. Watch. I don't. I don't think you're allowed anymore. Are you? Like, no. Evidently, Disney ruined it. Yeah, Disney ruined fun. it terribly. And the sequ- the prequels are awesome. <laughs> apparently, now according to internet discourse, <laughs> I didn't get the memo on those not being complete piles of crap, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Apparently that's the way it is when the beard grows <laughs> here on your neck. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. I love <laughs> all things Star Wars. I don't care when it came out, how it came out. If you can keep putting out things yeah. in that universe, I will continue to buy it. 70% yeah. 70% of what you like about Star Wars is John yeah, Williams oh, soundtracks. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> yep. Period. And, and, and the, you, the can, other... you can quote me on it. The other 28% for me is The Mandalorian. Yeah. Which also, uh, I think, draws attention to how important a soundtrack is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Film score is. Now, I I say that about John Williams, uh, and I don't actually, I don't really mean that as a bad thing. Like, that soundtrack is so powerful and so iconic and, and just is like, like, to your memory as like, Smell yeah, you know, you know what's memory. interesting? Sure. I'm going to get musical yes. for a second. It's it's the use sure. of light motif, which is like essentially writing. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys know what that is, but that's essentially writing like a theme per person, which is kind of like done in opera a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that doesn't happen. Now that you've explained it. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot um, in a lot of a lot of movies. And, you know, yeah. and in his, and in so his stuff, days, it sure. always did. So you have sort of that Indiana Jones theme that anyone could hum. I do love yeah, character right. themes. And, and Star Wars yeah, is just themes. riddled with it. Every character, um, well, not every character, you know what I mean, but well, most main characters have some sort of theme that gets yeah. teased when they're going to do something cool or interesting. 
and that that is called leitmotif. Yeah. No, I love that. And and as much as as that could potentially be considered cheesy, even by today's or or by today's standards, um, I don't I mean, think it's rad. cheesy. I think it's genius, uh, and and it, it can right, do it exactly. Well, that's totally, the problem. Is totally you can do it not well. Like uh, I think even one that jumps out at me from recent times is uh, Game of Thrones. Like Melisandre mm. had a theme. Mm. Whenever she was talking Red God stuff, mm-hmm. you got that theme. The theme came out a bit. She's a good SNS villain. I yeah, mean, Game of is. Thrones isn't necessarily SNS, but um, she's yep. a good villain. I uh, thought she's game... a villain. She's also kind of a good guy. I don't know. It's more grim, dark, terrible. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, that is that is pretty pretty grim, dark. Um, but uh, Game of Thrones has excellent villains oh yeah says like fantastic villains great villains um and i think there's definitely sword and sorcery pieces to that certainly i call it sword and sorcery yeah we've got we've danced that dance yeah we've we've danced the dance of dragons like to dance close to the fire don't (laughs) you um any any Uh, video game uh villains we're missing out on that we that we need oh, to man there's so few sword and sorcery video games yeah i know um, but, but we we transcend genres we, we just pretend uh, we're a sword and sorcery podcast so really. two come to mind um first off death adder from gauntlet oh no right? no no golden axe yeah golden, yeah, golden axe. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry i knew where yeah, you were going yeah. yep. um he's basically skeletor like an evil skeleton like not a goofy <sighs> skeletor a little a little death dealer rolled in yeah yeah, yeah. Also, um, giant muscles. I also really like uh, Dagoth Ur from Morrowind. Yep, um, I think it's a very interesting villain um, because he also may not be the villain, um, which uh, Jason Waltz posted this earlier on on here just for like food for thought. He said, uh, take any story, any sort of sorcery story from the point of view of the villain and explain why the hero is not the villain. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. So, um, which I think is an interesting perspective. I don't, I don't necessarily think it works for a lot of Conan villains because I think a lot of Conan villains are evil for the sake of being evil. Yeah. There's a little mustache um, twirling going on there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is, it's totally. Pulled. I love that term. I don't um, even know if I used yeah. it properly. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of tie to the railroad tracks. There is only there is only one reason to ever be evil, and that is just to be evil. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't want motivation. You but know, listen, you like, like we talked, some people brought that up, right? Like the idea that you don't actually have to have extreme motivation and and sympathy to be a a fun sword and sorcery villain. Yeah. You just yeah. have to have a hook. Yep. Yeah. Now, of course, like Bond villain. Yeah. Exactly. But you can always take it further. Like when I'm talking about the Joe Abercrombie stuff, like there's obviously a lot of moral ambiguity um, in there and characters who are villainous. You then read their point of view chapter and George Martin does this too. And then you're like, holy crap. Now I like Jamie Lannister. Right. Um, Which is that's just effective writing. Um, And I and I love that. But I don't it's not necessary. Um, Oh, I, Logan, sometimes yeah. I just like the idea of having a bad guy be a bad guy, and that's yeah. I'm totally yeah, exactly. cool with it. Totally exactly. cool. Exactly, and it, yeah. it has to, it just ultimately has to serve whatever you're doing with the story. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's a, a, lot it's, of, a fo- it's a foil for the story, really. Exactly. Yeah. And some of the it's, some of the some a lot of a lot of sword and sorcery too, or heroic fantasy, is about highlighting the hero being heroic. 
So you don't necessarily need uh, the villains sucking up all kinds of oxygen, but you do need someone that you want to see them fight. Right, right. Which is part of why I really like the Bale scene um, yeah. in Maneaters because, you know, that's an awesome adversary for Conan. Let's have a neck break off. And yeah. then Conan <laughs> breaks his neck. <laughs> but Logan, I wanted to mention uh, one of the villains we talked about uh, in the chat that we did not bring up. You know what I'm talking about? Kane. Okay. Oh, the the witch from Darkness, Darkness yeah, Weaves. From Darkness Weaves. I wish I remembered her name. The I one thing I don't like about okay. Kane is that a lot of his naming conventions are difficult to pronounce and remember, other than yeah. Kane. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kane's simple enough. Yeah. So I don't remember um, her name, but she's a great villain. Yeah. She um, was all sort of tortured and then like dragged behind horses or chariots yeah. or a bull or something. Yeah. She's and, all mangled and like, and just bitter and evil. And she was too bitter and evil to die. Yeah. Basically. And yeah. yeah. And then, then Kane being the villain he is just like jumps right into bed with her trying to yeah. manipulate her. Like, Which that to me is like, that's pure dark fantasy, right? The yeah. idea that like, and that's, what's kind of really kind of, it sounds bad, but like, that's one of the things that's so cool about Kane is that he's trying to get a, He's just trying to work an angle, right? And yeah. he's willing to do that for the power. So, I mean, really, those stories so typically aren't about like, you know, in the traditional sense, they're going to be voluptuous, beautiful women that your hero or your protagonist is going to uh, fraternize with. But Kane just goes for it. Yeah. And like in Bloodstone, the second chapter, he goes to visit his like lover in a castle who is a fur-covered demoness with yes. wings. Yeah, yeah and, I remember that. And the end of that scene ends with them cackling evilly together. Yeah. Like, that's just, Kane is not a hero. He's the yeah. bad guy in those stories. Yeah, but Kane also is a guy, yeah. He, he's sort of more that, like, he's very sort of level, you know, like Thulsa Doom. Oh, yeah. He, he's he's very not, he doesn't cool. have free goats. You get the sense that he's been around for a long time, and he's kind of calm about things. Um, yeah. yeah, Bloodstone was my first introduction to that character. Yep. And I remember it was kind of early on in the book when he, he meets up with that blue furred or feathered yeah. lady. I was Woman like, this is, what is this crazy world yeah. I'm getting into? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's also got an excellent scene. that blew my mind when I read it. Um, I also thought it was very seventies. The book was written in the seventies yeah. where like the Bloodstone puts like basically like, not actually, but it runs like a crappy VHS tape in text yeah. about how the aliens came and took over and what the Bloodstone was. And I just could see yeah. it in my mind with the static going yeah. over as and it, it almost through. It seems like someone just took a computer apart and looked at what it looked like in there. And then Carl wrote the descriptions. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it <laughs> which, was. But man, I find that totally rad. And then there's yeah, these it was so cool. speed boats that shoot lasers. Like, yeah, yeah man. I'm into that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely into that. Bring it on. Yeah. But um yeah. So what, what else we got in the comments here? Um let's see in the in the threads, uh, sorry, in the live chat, uh Dan agrees with me about Star Wars that there is no bad Star Wars. Jordan, Jordan right, Smith Dan. Jordan Smith agrees on, on the uh hard to pronounce Kane villains. <laughs> yeah, man. And then <laughs> I don't know what Jason's talking about here. Not sure if we even see the comments. We've replied to like 15 things you've said. 
Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. I'm getting comments from the Conan gaming group side, so I don't see everything. Yeah, and I'm getting on my phone, oh. so I don't see everything in real time either because my phone's a little laggy here. And I just can't navigate anything because I'm stupid. Yeah, Matt, Matt's old. <laughs> everything Matt. I've got is old, man. <laughs> All right. What else? What else? So that, I'm up to, to to up to speed here on the the chat. What else we got in the comments? Well, I mean, I'm. Uh, I think we hit the big ones. If we didn't talk about the other ones naturally, um, off the top of my head here, I am looking for something we didn't talk about. There was mention of some villains being throwaway, which. I guess I have a hard time conceptualizing, which is thing on um, on my my end. Yeah, that um, was I, more so my comment saying that like I feel like some villains are throwaway in sword and sorcery. Um, when I say throwaway, I just really mean that like I probably throwaway is not really the right word. I guess what I mean is like they, you could interchange them with any other random villain, and there's oh sure not, yeah there's not a hooky element like they have to serve the plot, but really they're a mustache twirler, and that's that. Yeah. And actually, yeah. Some of them not even as interesting as a mustache twirler. Right. Yeah, like no, that's true. <clears throat> there's certain, like, my memory's kind of poor for books that I've read, which sucks because, like, I've read a lot of cool books and I, I know in my mind why I like them, but then I try to recall the information. I don't have it. But, like, if I can't think back at all and place a villain, it doesn't speak to them being that mm-hmm. uh, interesting, right? Like, so I don't remember the ins and outs of Darkness Weaves, but I remember that character. Sure. And being super rad. And so, laser shooting submarine. Yeah. Piloted by octopus things. Yeah. 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 And that's the Toadman. Cool. Yeah. Toadman toad and, and Blood, uh, Bloodstone. Yeah. It's awesome. So. Dark Crusade only has one memorable moment, in my opinion. And that's when he digs up the box. It has the like fire elemental in it at the very end. But yeah. the rest of it's kind of a meh story, unfortunately. I did not like Darkness or, uh, Dark Crusade. Dark Crusade. But Frazetta made a hell of a painting for it. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, it also sets up, I think, Wagner's best story, um, Winter of My... What is it? Oh. Um, yeah, it's soul, Winter of uh, Yeah, when... Oh, yeah. God, we're blowing yeah. it. I know. <laughs> Ruined it. When... I have the book right here. Figure it out, Logan. Turn I, the I page. Um, here he is. Turn the page. He's up on the stage again. You're on the stage, Logan. Uh, Turn Bob the page. Seger did that song better. I'm gonna bail you out if you want. Bail it. Yeah. Bail it hard. All right, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna do a hard shift. Reflections uh, of my winter soul. There you go. Thank you. Good title. Yeah, um, which is like basically a short follow up to Dark Dark Crusade, only because it begins at the end of Dark Crusade. Um, right. But but yeah. So. so Alex, you're you're bailing water. What are you doing? Well, I was going to say here, um, movie Fire and Ice. Who do you think mm. is the villain in that? Necron. <laughs> no, it's the mom. It's the mom, it's the mom it? right? Mom's the manipulator. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Necron, while he has like a metal AF name, is yeah. not necessarily the bad guy. Right. I kind He's of agree. like an overpowered henchman who's not smart enough to figure out his own situation. Uh, fire nice but in the or end he in the fire. end he's like the ultimate destructor right he is yes he's like the nuke 
and yeah. uh, the mom is Pushes like the, the person with the button. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's a good analogy. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was my bailout. I do think Necron is more memorable. Um, his yes. ice powers, or, or I guess they're not ice power. Are they ice powers? Yeah, he like gets yeah, constipated he, he and makes ice move. He gets constipated. <laughs> um, it's I funny love... getting constipated to make anything move. It's <laughs> sort of <laughs> I love in those old animated movies how they reuse um, like frames. So like every time the glacier moves and every time he gets constipated, it's the same set of animations just recycled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's got its own like um, I don't know like cheesy allure. Like, yeah, it I, does. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's like have some um, brand flakes, Necron. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the old Spider-Man cartoon, the reused yes, animation. Yeah, yeah. swinging like from the that. from the building. Uh, talk about times. soundtracks. That one's got one of the best. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not even I'm not talking about the in, the opening theme song. I'm talking about like just the music that that punctuates all of the beats in the episode. Like it's amazing. My amazing. favorite cartoon theme song ever is the X-Men cartoon. Oh, that's <laughs> <a good one. laughs> Yeah, and that's the that's why those movies suck so bad. Like you can't even use that song. I know you yeah. Fox Studio owns the same one. You can't make a good yeah. theme song. The best like, part about that song Sorry. is that all the other music in the in the show is the same song, just a different tempo. <laughs> it's never a different song. That's also on Disney Plus. Yeah, it is on Disney Plus. Watch it and listen, and you'll hear it. Which one? Sorry, X Men. The X Men. The nineties X Men cartoon. Yeah. That's my Wolverine impression. Yes, that's pretty much it. That was that was right on. That was spot on. There you go. And so to underscore the importance of a good villain, I'm going to take us to the importance of the WWF. Well, or the WWE, but back then it was the WWF, right? Yeah. The cream rises to the top. Right. You need to have a good villain to make, like you need the good heel to make the face. That was always the thing, right? Hulk Hogan was, was what he was because he was fighting the good, the good heels. And the greatest heel... Except for who? Except for when Hulk Hogan was Thunderlips in Rocky Three. Yes, that? that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come, on, Come on, Meatball. Come on, Meatball. Now you got your good impression in there, Alex. Good job. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> that's good. Uh, uh, so I mean, you got like you have the, the best, the best villain of all time, Tra- even transcended villainy. Essentially, is the Undertaker. Oh yeah, he's he's like an undead person, right? I never liked the Undertaker. Logan, I, I, just, just hang, hang on for a second, Logan, because guess fine. what? Guess what? There's like probably a good percent of Americans who believe Undertaker is actually an undead entity. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a large percentage, but I'm saying there, there are, is a percentage, and, and, and there are there are people from Canada, and there's I don't know if this goes over the pond or not, but like. There are people, particular, you know, people who they probably don't read a lot, but they believe that Undertaker is an <laughs> yeah. undead being yeah. who is You're able right. to come back from the dead. And, and those same people believe that Papa Shango cast spells on the Ultimate That's Warrior right. to make puke green stuff. <laughs> yep. He had those powers. But listen, all seriousness aside, that's what I respect so much about that old 80s and 90s wrestling. Is yeah. that like they, they just went for it. They, they went were like, for it. Yep. Like crazy yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and there was so much coke. <laughs> oh, they were hopped There's... up on so many drugs and steroids and like, I mean, the whole purpose was to like, and, and listen, for the record, I always go to bat for, like, I don't watch WWF no. or WWE anymore, but like, those guys are highly, there's a lot of athleticism. There uh, is. It's, it's, uh, it you gotta is, know how not to hurt the other person. And it's, and it's theatrical in the sense that like, you're doing a lot of ad lib too. Like, uh, there's a lot I respect about it, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm, actually, I'm actually not coming down on it because I, I think it's kind of awesome for what it, for what it is. Um, but like, yeah, those characters were super rad back in the day. I mean, the ultimate warrior. Woo! Who is the ultimate warrior? We didn't even know. He was from he, like, parts from unknown, brother. And, like, <laughs> parts yeah. unknown. Yeah. And like, he's just a uh, pure blob of muscle. If, and, <laughs> yeah. Actually, not, he's not a blob. He's just and like. Those neon like, yeah. colors, if you, the fringe. Uh, if you ever mask. have spare time on, on YouTube to anyone who's listening and you have any curiosity about what these, if you don't know, first of all, you really need to look up these characters. Check out yeah. some interviews by The Undertaker. Uh, sorry, uh, by The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I've that, seen. Guy, that guy was just out of control with the Should I go to Africa and have them trouble me with raging elephants? <laughs> lay down on the ground and run over me with lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs> the intergalactic aliens have got me and they've given me the power of all the warriors. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the pretty- family that I live for only breathes the air and then that he- smells of combat. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would snort. He'd be like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that- love it. And you know what? This is the truth of the matter: is that will never happen again. No, no. I know. Not like that. I know. No, that is. No. Historians will look at that. For, I don't know what they're looking for, but they're going to come back to it someday, and they're going to match it up with <laughs> culture of the times and be yeah. like. So- Ultimate Warrior will be a footnote in some paper. It is a Probably shame. Probably already. Yeah. It is a shame. <laughs> yeah. All right. So do, do we end on the Ultimate Warrior? I think we end true? on the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Um, I mean, villains villains can be really interting, but I don't think that sword and sorcery necessarily requires that moral ambiguity, that that backstory. Um, depending on what you're looking for in your in your reading, of course, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Th- I think what you, I think you may have said it a little mixed up. You do need the moral ambiguity, but not from your villain. Sure. Right? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think that's a big part of it, right? Is that like you're half the time you don't know whether or not your heroes are really heroes. Yeah. 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 Totally. All right. This villain here. I noticed we didn't talk about any villain in Fafford and the gray mouser. No, I don't think that. To me, there's nothing that's memorable enough. I agree. Their their um, memorable characters are um, Sheila, um, yeah, Shelob from uh, Shilba and um, the other the, the other, other one, guy, the other one, the other wizard, many eyes, many eyes and um, no face. We also didn't talk about Irkun and El- Elric. Um, oh yeah, who I think is a decent villain. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree, but. Other None. than that, I can't like the entirety of the second Elric book has no central villain, and I can't actually tell you what the plot is. So, um, yeah, I got lost at a certain point with some of the oh 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 my god! It's, so it's very metaphysical. Recently, uh, I do want to bring this up. I started reading. Um, so someone actually, the publisher 
Doug Draw Draw Dre from um, Weird Book Weird told book? me. Yeah, he told me I should read Jack Vance's Dying Earth stuff. Um, I've heard I, that's good. And I never, I didn't have access to it, but I was digging on my shelf and I found um, it was a anthology edited by L. Sprague de Camp, um, of all people. And it had one called, oh, it's about a magician, something the magician, magical, the magician. Anyway, so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to check this out because I finally found the story. Anyways, I read it and I was like, holy cow, how have I not read this stuff before? Because it's like so far up my alley. And like you would think that based on the stuff that I've been writing that I would have been highly influenced by it, but I had never read it. Um, and so I, I, the magician. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you, Google man. No problem. (laughs) Anyways, super cool story. Um, and, uh, so I ordered the whole collection. I had to actually get it from book depository in the UK because amazon.ca failed me. So, uh, that's something like the writing was actually really strong. Um, the characters were cool. It was dark and weird and Anyways, uh, I'm sure people right now who have actually read all those are like, yeah, of course they are dummy. I've read them for years, but um, that's something yeah. I'm super psyched about um, diving into, uh, you know, deeper. There's um, that's where we get Vancey and magic. Um, yeah. The, the D&D magic where they have to memorize the spells and stuff. Ooh, that's where yeah, he got Chris, it. Yeah. Oh, what, what was the spell that he was casting in that one? Uh, magic missile. Yeah. <laughs> it's not magic missile. <laughs> like prismatic spray or something i think oh, it yeah, was. yeah sure uh anyways and i i had actually been slipping a little bit of that sort of magic into uh into the stuff i've been writing as well like the idea that spells have names and you know you give them proper noun titles which i don't know i just something i started playing with and then i saw yeah. it in that story i was like oh man yeah that's that's where this magic. comes from J- jason yeah, agrees yeah. that vance is a great storyteller but his naming kills me him the, huh. na- the naming is rough and, well, the uh, fact that the fact that I couldn't recall that wizard's name um, yeah. might yeah. actually might speak to that. Which, it's, yeah, that's it's part of it too. You need you need something with a ring to it. You need some good names. Yeah, names are damn important. Yeah, and like I feel like I I don't spend a lot of time on names, but I'm always really happy with them. Uh, ones that I come up with, yeah. you know, it's it's that's just like that's a super fun part. I've always liked to do that when I would play D anD D, right? Because you're you're having to say that name out loud, and you want that yeah. character's name to have. Yeah, a, and you have to find a name that doesn't get somehow turned into a sexual joke. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. Succeeded, though. That's how you win D anD D. You're like my character's <laughs> name is the Bone Crusher, and they're like, okay, boner. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, 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 Jack Vance's most famous character is actually called, his name is Cudgel the Cleaver, or no, sorry, the Clever. Cudgel mm. the Clever, and he's kind of like a roguish anti-hero. There's like six yeah. um, stories about him. Yeah, it seems a little on the nose, doesn't it? Yeah, like a cudgel. Yeah. Cudgel, it's yeah, C U G E L, Cudgel the Clever. Um, yeah, but well, that's, yeah, I mean, uh, that's his uh, most. Famous and most popular um, character, and he appears in six stories. So, yeah, I think the only real the, uh, one of the bits of exposure I've had to him, other than that story I just read, is the sword, the band, the sword. Um, they write a song about the dying earth. Um, on the, I actually, the I really love that idea for a setting, like yeah, uh, post-apocalyptic cool. sword and sorcery. 
That's and then everything cool. is like the sun is all red all the time. Just yeah, that in dying. general. Logan, yeah. Logan, that's Thundar. Yeah, I know. I love Thundar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah. Well, I feel like I've reached my expiry date, gents. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think we should probably round it out. That's a solid hour and a half. Um, so we are going to kill the live feed. We're going to then also uh, do a little touch up on the audio and we're going to post it as a podcast. Um, so you can listen to it all over again if you'd like. Yeah. And this, uh, this may Thank actually. Thank you to the 12 people that signed in and watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said that with this thing, the 12 people. Yeah. We're not <laughs> expecting I, hundreds, I mean, Logan. It's probably my third beer, but. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen. The, the fact of the matter is we're all very busy and the editing time is not necessarily something we can do. So if we can hack it with a, uh, a live recording, um, that's, that might be what we have to do. So if this isn't totally terrible, um, we'll, we'll carry on. Yeah. Right. Hey, we're son. Yep. So Alex, you're going to have to take us out with your, all right. your usual words. All right. Well, first of all, I just want to say on a very real note, stay safe, everyone. I hope that, uh, this was a little bit of enjoyment. Sorry that we've been off for a while, but uh, social distance. Make sure you keep the, uh, you know, it's a, it's a real serious thing not to bring it home hard, uh, but we don't want anyone getting sick and we certainly don't want anything worse happening. We can't afford to lose listeners. <laughs> it's actually a selfish, uh, we need you to, to stay healthy for us. <laughs> but uh, I mean, on a serious note, I would just say that like, there's definitely people out there who are isolated and hating it. And I can't imagine living alone. Like my house is very busy and lively, which is a pain sometimes. But, uh, by the same token, I'd be pretty upset and lonesome, uh, to be in solitary. Um, and obviously this isn't, it's not going to go on forever. Um, and that if, if a little, you know, you can dig into all that fine art you haven't had the time to lately mm -hmm. um, and listen to the Rogues in the House podcast. I mean, come on. There you go. That'll yeah. help. If you need some reading material, you can always pick up Rogue Blades Entertainment's Death Sting, Where Art Thou? Matt and I are both in it. Yeah. It's, it's from, a good uh, book. It's got some really, uh, really kind reviews, like some, some awesome pieces I'll put on the some yeah. awesome comments I'll put on the back of my forthcoming uh, short story collection whenever that happens. Yeah. Which which the whole world is scrambling for. They can't. I mean, <laughs> listen, I can't keep pushing the date back. It's like I'm like George Martin here. It's actually worse. It's more worse. anticipated. Yeah, I'm more anticipated. Um, <laughs> I do have a daily serial sword and sorcery story on my blog that I've shared a couple times. If anyone wants to check that out, Dan reads it. Dan's read it every time and he likes it. Should be yeah, like definitely. Dan. Do you like Dan? Fuck your wares. Do you like Dan? <laughs> Dan's a good guy. Dan is actually writing um, some of the scenarios for the yeah. Monolith Conan game. Does fantastic oh, work. Awesome. He does do good work. Yeah. yeah. So he's working on something right now we're going to share with the community uh, for free. Uh, maybe later this week, maybe early next week. My, rec Sweet. my recommendation to everyone is to be like Dan. Be like Jason, yeah. be like Nola, be like everybody who is on this live stream today, and may your swords always remain sharp.